0: Up, girls gays and days welcome back to fun Employed. i can't do hey girls gays and they's. welcome back to fun employed this week we're talking about the movie promising young women woman it's all we're talking about this is a uh, big content warning on this one for a lot of chat about sexual assault very very spoiler heavy i think you should definitely watch the movie before you listen to the podcast but we had a great time talking about it and we hope that you have a great time listening have a great one
1: Hello, friends and enemies, welcome back to the Fun and Pope Podcast, your weekly arts and culture podcast where you're wildly underqualified, 20 something has to talk shit, and expect you to listen. You're joined by your regular hosts, Sev.
0: Sophie, and Fran.
1: And welcome back to another week.
0: Hi! Wow, Sev, Hi. you did that so well for somebody who was pretty fucked. <laughs>
1: I'm very hungover. I am in pajamas. I understand that this is a auditory. <laughs> medium <laughs> <laughs> however i am in pajamas and very hungover after a big night to celebrate my birthday actually sev yeah. has
0: leveled up i've leveled wow. up i'm 24 now bitch sev did another rotation around the sun against all odds against all- <laughs> exactly big how
2: do you feel
1: um hungover <laughs> <laughs> simply do you feel any older um i don't i do i don't really actually <laughs> uh, <laughs> valid but yeah how are your weeks everyone Good.
2: Mine was good, um, bit of a weird week, I think, with the public holiday. Oh, yeah. Um, friend, you wouldn't know. <laughs> Had to work. <laughs> no, I didn't work that day. You didn't work. It was a national holiday. Oh, my God, I feel like I asked you this, and then I immediately yeah. forgot the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, a bit confusing. My, like, work days are all, like, flooped up, but, um... Mm
1: but you a also work three casual jobs, so. That's true. <laughs> true.
2: <laughs> um, but mine was good. How was your week, Brian?
0: Mm. Mine was good. Um, I ran a show on Friday night, which went really well. My regular monthly show, Tits Up at Good Chat Comedy Club. Come to the next one. Um, yeah, it went really well on... Thursday night I found myself accidentally in enemy territory. Um, I went to the mangrove show. <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> by our
0: rival a band by our rival podcast hosts, Unpacking Brisbane. How I thought
1: you band. were talking about a rival comedy club. Me too, no, That's no, even no, that, worse. <laughs> worse.
0: No, so what happened? So I wasn't gonna go. I was getting dinner with friend of the podcast and friend of me, Sophie Pruham. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Who is actually. Now update,
1: <laughs> update. Has Sophie Perlman followed Sophie Peresonata?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, and I don't think
2: vice versa either. Uh, I'm going to do it right now on pod. You bitches. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so we were getting dinner at our O SpaghettiO, Ooh. Um, and there was a middle-aged couple sitting next to us, and, you know, we didn't think anything of it, and, you know, Sophie and I were talking, and we started talking about the mangroves gig and how Sophie's parents listened to the mangroves, which we think is embarrassing. Yeah. And then turns out the middle aged couple next to us were Joe's parents. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no and he was wearing a mangroves T shirt. Oh no Which neither of us had spotted and so they got up to eat and then leaned over to us and were like, We'll see you at the gig then and I was like Oh Fuck. no! And so we had to go, um, and oh. I saw I saw Joe after, and he was like, "Yeah, I heard you ran into my parents. My dad was like, was who, who are the two beautiful women?'" And he and he <laughs> apparently <laughs> said, "Beautiful women at my show? What? <laughs>
2: Something's not adding up. Something's fucking.
1: Um, I'm only here for the guys. <laughs> yeah, you no know girls girls in these. <laughs> yes,
0: only private school boys. <laughs> exactly. um, but it was actually a really good show. I'm proud of them, but i never admit that to their faces. Um. Gross, yeah, it would. Gross. Um, and then, obviously, Sev's birthday, and then it was my mum's birthday today. Mm. Ugh, jam-packed day. Jam-packed. Mrs. <laughs> yes, Mrs. Fran. Go hard. She's 60. My, uh, Mrs. Fran Queen. also leveled up. Yeah. <laughs> and for her 60th, she wanted to go and see a movie. That movie being... Promising Young Woman!
1: Hell yeah! Wow! What, what, a what, coincidence. Coincidence? what a
0: coincidence!
2: We all saw it this week. Another crazy coincidence. Yes, crazy,
1: because we're all crazy, crazy. going to talk about it today. <laughs> this one's actually been recommended to us by a loyal follower of yes, the pod, we Natasha. Stay.
0: Natasha, you're a queen. Thank you for giving us this week's episode topic. Thank you so much,
1: and Natasha. Yeah, I was excited to see I it. I think we all were wanting to see it yeah. and like, hadn't discussed it with each other. And then you sent that message through and we were all like, why didn't we, just, why yes. didn't we think of this earlier? We yeah. <laughs>
2: prompted it. Prompted some action I think this is us.
1: why we need a producer. Yeah. <laughs> we
2: do. Friend, do you need a third job? <laughs> <laughs> I already have a third job. <laughs> yeah, I could
1: a, take on my first job, but Yeah, I, I was, was gonna say, like, can't Sev have one job? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> Why don't you ask Joe's dad? <laughs> yeah, dad. Joe's dad. Do you want to help out? I didn't get your name. Um, you were <laughs> Mr. So, Dwyer. Mr. Dwyer, you were such a sweetheart dancing to Hoodoo Gurus. This is now a Craigslist misconnection. <laughs>
2: Please come back for us, Mr. Joe.
0: Yeah, Mr. Joe.
2: <laughs> but, yes, Spremble we're going to sing the piña song I will sing the piña colada song to <laughs> him every day.
0: Um, let's talk about the movie. Yes. And I think before we get into the specifics – um, first of all, this is going to be a really spoiler-heavy episode.
3: Yeah.
1: Spoiler-heavy. Go also, watch content the movie. warning because there is a lot of themes of sexual assault.
0: Yeah. Sorry about not putting a content warning on our Army Hammer episode. We didn't realize oh, until after we yes, uploaded. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: I didn't even think of that.
2: I know, right? I'm it so wasn't sorry.
0: until That's after we uploaded. That's why we need produce producer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. It's back. Of this stuff. <laughs> uh, again, all of the callbacks this episode. Um, but yeah, it'll be a spoiler-heavy content warning for some sexual assault. And before we get into the specifics. Quickie review in, like, one sentence.
2: Um, my feelings on it. Yeah. I loved it. And would you recommend
0: it? Yes. Sev?
1: I did love it. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a good mix of comedy and drama and feminism. And, yeah, it was really beautifully shot.
0: Yeah, stunning. Um, I loved it so much. I have now seen it twice because um, I saw it my second time today, so I'd be fresh for the pod. Good plan. Um, And, yeah, I would recommend it to anybody. Um Where do we want to start?
1: Should we start with the director, Emerald Fennell? Yes!
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I knew Emerald Fennell from The Crown. Wait, I did not realize
1: that she was on The Crown.
0: She plays Camilla. (gasps) Oh, my God! Emerald Fennell plays Camilla, and this is her directorial debut. Oh, my God, bless Isn't it her. her
1: writing debut, too?
0: No. So, I think she was a writer, but was definitely a producer, Slash show running on Killing Eve. Yeah, so she season is- two. Oh, cool. She is,
1: was the... I think she was the showrunner for Killing Eve. Yeah, I think she took over in two. season two. She took over from Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which I didn't realise.
0: What? Phoebe was Waller-Bridge
1: was the showrunner for Eve. season one of Killing Eve. That's
0: crazy. I and have then no all, idea. All took over. I need to watch Killing have Eve. You <laughs> wa-
1: have you both of you watched Killing Eve? No. I've
0: watched okay, so I Hannibal, I, which is the male version. I
1: have watched Killing Eve. <laughs> yeah. And I could see a lot of her directorial like decisions coming from Killing Eve into yeah. this movie. So you could see there's a distinct mm-hmm. style. Yeah, she has a very distinct style. I couldn't name it because i'm not a film student yes but you could see a lot of similarities in the way that characters move and that's cool. like, the way
0: that things are shot things
1: are shot yeah that's it
0: yeah because on watching it a second time i definitely realized like patterns of how she's choosing to yes, shoot yeah and it's like you know anytime that there is a transitional scene the dialogue will start over the top of a previous shot yeah. oh, like that's a uh-huh. really really common yeah. transitional choice that she makes um which i think is handles the um the tonal shifts that happen in this film really well. Yeah. This is
1: something I don't know if either of you noticed, but I noticed what noticed it once uh, and then I was like, that's odd. And yeah. then I kept noticing it over and over. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, so that's an actual reason she did that. So mm. if you're watching and there are scenes where there it is nighttime. Yeah. And there is like a landscape mm-hmm. there will usually be a woman woman walking alone
0: yes there's always However, a woman walking alone if
1: it is a daytime scene there is usually no woman in the scene it's like just a man ex- like a male extra yeah. and if it's inside it's also a male and a female or there's multiple people yeah but if wow. it's always on the street and a woman is walking alone there is a woman walking alone
2: yeah That's which so is interesting
1: i picked up the first time yeah and then after that I was like, yeah. just There are a lot of really up. subtle choices yeah. that get made in this movie, even though, like, I think that
0: it's very obvious what it's doing. Yeah, uh, but I think that there are really interesting and subtle choices that are made. Like the scene that happens in the um, in the pediatric hospital, um, where she's going to see Bo Burnham's character Ryan to ask him to go out with her again. There's a kid in the corner. And she's got a red balloon that she can't quite reach. Yeah. And the tail of it stays in the shot the whole time. Oh, and, like, wow. Carrie lo- like, Carrie Mulligan looks at the at the balloon and then it sh- comes back. It's a really quick shot.
1: Yes. I do remember this now. That's yeah.
0: really interesting. Yeah. And it's, like, it's really clearly intentionally kept in the frame. And I very much enjoyed it.
1: I found that really – when I was watching it, I was like, that is so annoying the thing is in there. But, like, I – you, it's obvious that, like, Emma Fennel has chosen to do that because yeah. like, obviously, like, that's something that she wants to develop. And this is
0: her first feature film. And, and I, I think
1: it's it incredible. Yeah, it's a very incredible and film for her first Yeah, while.
2: definitely. It's been, like, around the indie circuits for a while, apparently. And, like, now it's just getting its, like, now wide it's release. Now it's
0: getting its wide release, yeah. Because yeah. it did Sundance last year, and it was supposed to come out in April of last year. Oh, wow. Yes, and obviously that got delayed mm. for – obvious reasons um so it's now like it's showing in cinemas in australia but it i think it only showed in cinemas in the united states for like two weeks Mm. until it became available for on-demand streaming yeah um, yeah. because it's just safer Mm, Um, But i think this is a really good film to see in the cinema yeah i really
2: liked it like the lighting and stuff was very I don't want to get too much into, like, the story now, but in kind of, like, Act 1 and Act 3, the lighting is very, like, dreamy, kind of, and a lot of, like, neons and... Great neons.
1: You know what it it reminded me? It reminded me of Someone Great, which we all saw. Yes!
2: That's very true. And I feel like
1: it comes through from Emerald Fennel, and oh, I can't remember who directed someone great, but I know it was a woman also. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like that's something women really pick up on is the lighting. Yeah. In a shot. Mm-hmm. And, like, the lighting was so great in a mm. way that it was, like, almost rose-coloured. Yeah. yeah. And
0: every day shot was yes. very
2: bright. Yeah. yeah. definitely. It was was a bit, like, dreamlike, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think that that also comes into um, some of the, what I think are unfair criticisms that have been of this film which is that it's not realistic. To which I would argue any revenge fantasy film is not realistic. Yeah. They're not meant to it's be. Not.
2: I get annoyed when people say shit like that. Like, they're like, oh, it, like, pulled me out. Well, whatever. I was like, well, why don't you just, like, sit in a park and watch real life then? Yeah. <laughs> like why are you even why watching, are you movie? watching a movie? Why don't you just watch real life?
1: I <laughs> think <Yeah. laughs> that's a criticism of, like, women in, like, women-directed role films or, like, women feature films. Yeah. I think that's just a general criticism. Yeah,
0: women-centric films, it's like, no, this has to be realistic. It has to be within the realms of possibility. But, like, revenge fantasy films happen – because the circumstances that are required for the events of the film to take place can't happen yeah. so if yeah. you think of like Kill Bill and Inglorious Bastards two mm. incredibly famous and very critically acclaimed successful revenge films there's no element of realism to what yeah. goes um, on there
1: also even Jennifer's Body which we also did in the podcast yes
0: you, that's, so that's not
1: realistic at all yeah. <laughs> know? let it no. Let it happen just let it be
0: god let it fucking let a woman do a crime literally <laughs>
2: Um, while we're talking technical, yes. what else can I write a note about? Uh, Just
1: check my notes. Technicalities. I personally fucking froth the soundtrack of this. <gasps>
2: yes!
0: <laughs> That's so true. Thank you. I've been listening to the soundtrack like at home. The and soundtrack was really good. So my favourite moment
1: of the film. The Stars Are Blind montage.
0: Oh my god, the Stars Stop. Are Blind record drop? Yes. Sucks. Fucking
1: amazing. Oh my god, Stop and like when amazing. Bo Burnham's
0: like blowing up those, yes. like, the chip, the chip pack packets. And I'm like, I hope you paid for
1: those. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: think they did at the end. <laughs> so But funny. I just
1: loved like how they were in the fit, like in the pharmacy mm. at that point, and then it's playing over on the radio. Yeah, pharmacy, in the montage, yeah. And then it gets louder and louder, and then they have the montage. I thought that was a really great way to like build up.
0: Yeah. And also, just to very quickly establish, like, this relationship is going well. Yes. Done. Yeah. yeah. And, like, moving through time a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I don't even think we. I actually want to talk about the timeline of this film, which is I think it's really quick. Mm. I think this takes a week. You um, think so? Yeah. Based, honestly, half of that is based on how much her manicure does not change in that time. Yes. Mm, that's
2: true yeah there are a lot of shots of her nails
0: lots of shots of her hands and i think Mm. it's to remind you that this is happening really quickly Mm. i think it's taking it's taking place within the space of one to two weeks
2: i just assumed it would be longer by their relationship stages Mm -hmm. i suppose like when they said i'm I'm falling in love with you i think i'm falling in love with you too yeah i was just like oh so it's been i don't know several months (laughs) no 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 Mm.
0: and i think that's why they show you the hands yeah that's to be like like this is it's just happening because also the Facebook event or the like friend friend <laughs> event because you can't say Facebook in movies. Um, that Facebook event is visible when she chooses to start dating him. Yeah, which right. means it's right around the corner.
1: Mm. My question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, this is too much into the. This is too much into topic. I can't. No,
0: this is a, this is a spoiler heavy.
1: Okay. Like, well, my question is: I think it is time to like. No, I'm not going to say it. Sorry. Okay. Just
2: I'll just say one more thing before we get into the plot then. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the cost, her costumes are mm. really interesting. Yes. Like, I love the kind of polarity they did between, like, when she would go out and kind of put on her, like, armor, I suppose, yeah. for, like, picking up men. She would dress in, like, going out, like, clubbing party clothes. Yeah. Yes. Thing, and quite, like, scantily clad, I suppose yeah. you could say. But then, like, in her everyday life, she wears, like, midi-length, like, Floral uh, dresses and like she's dressed soft very soft, little jumpers yes. and like I think it's really jeans
1: and a yeah top. Yeah,
2: and even her hair like in little yeah. braid or like yeah.
1: her hair half is half very down. feminine.
2: Yeah, yes. the I think it's a cool way to they like show the difference between like yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: one other thing before we get into plot is Carrie Mulligan and how oh, she yes. is. I think, perfect in this role. She was really good. A
1: lot of criticism came out this week that someone said that Carrie Mulligan wasn't hot enough for this film. I know.
2: That is so So insane. And they were like, why didn't Margot Robbie just do it? (laughs) Which
0: is, honestly, that is a question that makes sense from a production perspective. Because Margot Robbie did want to star in the movie because she bankrolled it. So, this movie was made by her production company and she wanted to do the lead role Mm. and then said no, actually, I am too obvious a choice for this. Because also I think that it would have, I actually think that Margot Robbie would have taken me out of this film because she is unrealistically beautiful. Mm. Carrie Mulligan looks like a fucking normal person. She is beautiful.
2: Like a beautiful, normal person. But
0: she is a normal woman and I think that this is not really necessarily a femme fatale role. I think that's an inappropriate way to class Mm. it. Yeah. Because like that's not really what she's doing. Like, I don't know. I think that Carrie Mulligan was perfect. Yeah. I thought she actually brought a lot of gravitas to that role. Yeah, I think she
2: was amazing. I and was- I, I also, sorry, Seb, said, I also enjoyed that it wasn't. I probably would have still enjoyed it with Margot Robbie because she's a fantastic mm. actor. Yeah, of course. But um, I kind of agree.
0: I can only handle Margot Robbie when they, like, make her ugly for movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can look at you now. <laughs> like, I told you, I was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: um, think... Carrie Mulligan also was a good pick because I feel like everything I've seen her in, yep. and by everything, I mean just The Great Gatsby, is oh like God, mm, yeah. the same kind of character as um, Cassie by Day. Yeah. So like yeah. a sweet, kind, innocent- Unassuming. Unassuming woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like a good way to kind of, I don't know, I don't know how I'm saying try to say this, but like a good way to like tell- lol the To audience, lull the audience like, in. Yeah yeah
2: and if we're moving into plot and just while we're on topic I love that they like made those choices with casting oh like all gosh. of the like nice guys from yeah. that one yes. are like Adam Brody who we love as Seth and like yeah. McLovin McLovin. <laughs> <laughs> McLovin but even like and Bo, Bo Burman. Burman as well though no, I do think he's from New Girl Schmidt. they're yes. all like lovable guys which yes. is a cool like Symmetry to where as soon as we see them as audience, we're just like, oh, oh, that's our friend.
1: But also, oh, it's Adam Brody. That's <laughs> some, in the script, you notice a lot the use of "I'm a nice guy," mm. which is something that they talk about a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a really obfuscating statement. Yeah. yeah, and I think that I will say that I think Bo Burnham was fantastic, and I think all the casting choices in this movie were incredible. Yes. But I also think his wife was the casting director. Oh, really? really? Yeah, yeah. I think it was
1: because she was totally also. <laughs> no, he's married
0: to a woman who's much older than him, and she directed Hustlers. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. It was really, really well done. I actually thought that he played the, like, unassuming, like, Sweet,
1: loving enabler
0: yeah. very well. Yes. Yeah, I think that it was really good. Okay. Are we plot jumping on? into the plot? You we have
1: say to say enabler. enabler <laughs> so plot. we have to, that's a big plot.
0: Well, yeah, the plot of the film, so, like, it starts off and you think that it is what you've learned from the trailer, which is this woman is luring men into a trap whereby she is very drunk on a night out, and they obviously try to assault her, and then, you know, she seeks her revenge, which really seems to just be lecturing men. Um, yeah. Like, which I think is the part of it that makes it unrealistic, is yeah. that, like, <laughs> they would listen and be scared. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's think- what makes it a good fantasy, because it's
1: what yeah. you want. It's yeah, what like, I, I want. want you to I I think yell, sometimes you. I'm watching it, like, I think sometimes the audience is meant to assume that she murders these men. Mm. Yes, and I How- love
2: that the trailer, like, didn't give yes. that away. Yeah, yeah. Yes. but
1: when you're actually watching it, you kind of pick up that she doesn't. She yeah, she doesn't so have Isn't doing that.
2: But after the first like encounter with Adam Brody, the next scene she's like walking, mm. and it like pans yes. up. And she's got blood on her leg, and then it pans up further. She's got like blood down her arm, yeah. but then it pans up further, and it's actually just tomato sauce. and She's eating
0: her breakfast. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Which, which is I thought was so cool. It's so funny. Mm. Like, and I think this movie is really funny. It is yes. really
2: funny. Which I think Seven. I said as soon as we finished the movie, we tried not to talk about it too much. We were <laughs> like, oh, I like that. There were funny moments. Because otherwise it would just be so fucking like harrowing and it's yeah like life. emotionally. My favorite
1: line yeah. from this film was when oh, I can never remember her name. She's, Cassie, no, no, no. The she's on two broke girls. It's Jennifer Cassie's, Coolidge, Jan- the mom. Jan- Oh Jan- my god! Goes, yes, uh-huh. they're having dinner with Ryan and Cassie, and she goes. Do kids have different organs?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are there different body parts with kids? That was <laughs> so funny. Oh it no. Was hilarious. So good. My favorite was probably um when when Ryan's try- trying to like give Cassie a compliment and he's like no 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 shut up, you stupid bitch. <laughs> just listen. I think you're brilliant. Like, yeah, that was funny. That was great. But it, so <laughs> it also felt like quite realistic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. It felt like a good mix of like comedy, which I said earlier at the start mm. into it when Notcha is a very serious film otherwise. Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. I liked that there was some like comedic. Yeah. Right.
0: So, basically, at the end of Act 1, we find out that the reason that Carrie Mulligan's character, Cassie, is doing this is because her best friend was raped when they were in med school and both of them then dropped out. So, basically, Nina's life fell apart. Nina is the best friend. Cassie then drops out to help her and then we don't see Nina for the rest of the movie and we haven't seen her the whole time. She's just referenced Yes, and really all of this is about Seeking revenge for her.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had one other act one thing that I might just cut together. Yeah. Um, I loved the bit after the we were talking about when she's like eating her breakfast and the um construction workers catcall her. Yeah. And then she just stares at them. Yeah. And you can see, which is so realistic, the way that they're like, Oh, what's your problem? Oh, fuck off, you stupid bitch. Don't stare at us. What's your fucking problem? Yeah. 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 And it's like you and did she's, this so funny. she's done nothing, and she's just staring at them. Like I found that I felt that was so funny anyway sorry let's yeah that it was.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like i appreciate that there is like a basically a 10 to 15 minute rom-com that happens in the middle of the movie yes just to yes. really lull you into this false sense of security i think mm.
1: when you're watching it you don't really think that she's seeking revenge like mm. and from the trailer you think it's that she's changing her ways and she's not gonna go out at night and yeah pretend to be drunk and like lecture men, you think that she's going to fall in love and she's going to stop doing that.
0: Yeah. You think that that's where the movie is going and you're like, oh, (laughs) and then like everything comes back together and it gets cool again because basically in dating this guy, Ryan, who she actually went to med school with, um, he reveals that the man that raped her best friend is getting married Mm. and that his life is fine. He has never suffered a consequence. Nothing has gone wrong. He's fine. Flourishing. He is truly thriving. Mm. Um, he's marrying a bikini model. He's been living in the UK for several years. Like, he's come back to get married. It's all very exciting. And, like, Cassandra thought she was done with seeking revenge and then realizes, like, no. He won. He won and he doesn't deserve it. I'm going to fucking get him. Yeah.
1: I personally love it. So, the perpetrator's name was Al Monroe. Mm. And when I first heard it, I fully thought his name was Armand Rowe. <laughs> and I was like, that <laughs> is <Ami> so- <laughs> yeah. That is like a weird and name. again.
2: <laughs> Come back to
1: us. But, like, yeah, it's a really good way to, like, sh- the shift is really quick. Yeah. I think, because she does a lot of Act 1, 2, I think there's 5 altogether. Yeah. Um, mm. She does everything really quickly, the first 4. Yeah. And then something happened. Well, the first three. The first three. Yeah. Yeah, the first three happen yeah. really quickly. Yeah. And then the fourth one happens much longer. It's a much it is, longer. Well,
0: yeah. Long. A long game. <laughs> yeah, and then five, which is the finale. Yes. Just. For- oh my god, and this was also a great moment in soundtracking of like Angel of the Morning because you sacrificed yourself yes. for revenge against like your best friend's rapist. Yes. What a fucking queen. Yeah.
1: Should we tell everyone what the acts are?
0: Yes. So, actually, I've talked too much. Somebody else do this.
1: Sophie. Act one.
0: Oh, do you mean like
2: act one, two, three of the movie?
1: Yeah. Okay, so act
2: one is like kind of what we've been talking about at first so um it establishes that cassie like works in a coffee shop and um she lives with her parents um but then yeah she goes out at night and she well kind of like what we said she like um pretends to be drunk a guy t- tries to take her home and he and then she like tries to us yeah. tries to assault her and then she Does something to them. Turns out yells at them.
0: Anyways, just (laughs) yells. It's so funny. Yeah.
2: So she like kind of goes about doing that, and then she meets Bo Burnham's character at work, a king, and has (laughs) (laughs) a discussion. Like Fran said, he says like, "Oh, it turns out we find out they went to med school together." And he said, "Are you friends with anyone else from med school?" And then he said like, "Oh, what about Madeline and that other girl? You're all really close." And Cassie kind of like cages up, and we're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, (laughs) something went wrong here." Yeah. Anyways, so they kind of establish Burnham as like another nice guy who might actually be a nice guy. Yeah. He yes. asks her out, and then is like, "Oh, it's no, but like maybe you're not into it. I don't know." But then just keeps asking her, and then he was like, "Oh, maybe you think I'm a jerk. You can spit in my coffee if you want." And she that's
1: that's the think.
0: sexiest thing in the world right? <laughs> when she which spits. I personally in, love, dude. Yeah. When she spits in his coffee and then he drinks it while maintaining eye contact, I was like murder me, sir. Um, I literally
1: said to Sophie in the cinema, that is so sexy.
0: It was so sexy. I was truly. Excited. I've also had a crush on Bo Burnham since I was like 12. Um, so that's important. So did to I, maybe that's
1: why I thought he was gay. Honestly,
0: valid. I also yeah. thought he was gay and I still had a crush on him.
2: Uh- <laughs> um, so she goes out on a date with Bo Burnham, but then, and it goes really well. It's really nice. Yep. And so then she's like, Oh, maybe this is like how my life can continue. Or like a yeah. way out kind of thing. Maybe yeah. this is a way out. um, but then they were, like, walking home from the date, and then Bo Burnham was like, oh, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. I just realized this is my apartment building that we're walking past.
0: Yeah. Which I honestly thought was, like, I get why she gets so angry, but I was yeah. also like, this is normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because he basically just invites her up, and then she's like, you just want me for sex, and then she freaks out naturally. Yeah. yeah. I also loved from that bit that – um he, like,
2: orchestrates this whole thing. Yeah. And then she is the one who's, like, oh, no, sorry, I'm, like, it's not you. And yeah. then she, yeah. like, walks away angrily. Yeah. So, even that struck me as, like, oh, wow, he is, like, I don't know, try to make this happen to try to be, like, oh, now we're here. Do you want to
0: come out soon? Yeah. And
2: she's the one who has to apologize and be, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not ready. Yeah. Kind of thing, which is I, also a thing that happens
0: all the time in real life. Because I think that what's clever about how they establish Bo Burnham's character is that – he is really sympathetic at the beginning. And even though he's being really pushy, you don't kind of respond to it until no. yeah, exactly. until after the reveal.
2: Yeah, yes. definitely. I think that one bit I was like, ugh. Like another one. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> this is the part where I actually noticed the women walking along yeah. the street. Because yeah. when she leaves, she walks past another woman walking along the street by herself. Yeah. Mm. But Act two is lunch with Madeline.
2: Yes. And so act two starts with a big, like, r- one, Roman numeral one on the screen. Well, it's actually a tally. Oh, it's actually, yeah. I realized yeah. that because so, when they yes. did the four, I was, I was like, like it's that's not cool. IV. Yeah, that's, I did the same thing. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So it's like a dash, like a one tally yeah. thing. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Seb, do you
3: want to explain that? Um, yeah.
1: Me? So she goes out to lunch with Madeline, who is mentioned while in the first date with Burr Burnham's character. Yes. Um, And you finally get to kind of get to know Maddie. Not Maddie. You get to know Cassie from her college medical degree days. Yeah. Um, They go out to lunch and basically it's kind of a discussion about how they used to go out partying a lot Mm. and so-and-so. And And then it is revealed during the lunch that... Cassie has never given Maddie Mm -hmm. for not believing Nina when Nina was told her that she was raped.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And then you see a bit of a fight. I don't know.
0: There's essentially an argument, which is a confrontation that happens a lot amongst women. Yeah. Of if one of your friends came to you now and said that they thought something had happened... Would you dismiss them? Would you roll your eyes and say that they were being they were being being silly, or that nothing had happened, or that they were too drunk? Yeah. And Madeline, who is played by Alison Brie, um, makes a statement that I've heard a lot, um, yeah. which is she was so drunk. Like, what Like what can you do? What can you say? We were all kids. And
2: also Alison Brie says, like, oh, well, her reputation, she, she slips around. Like,
0: we yeah. all know. Yeah. She cried
2: wolf. Yeah, exactly. says yeah. that. She cried wolf.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that, like, your own promiscuity somehow, like, is to excludes you from being an assault victim. <laughs> like, Apparently. very chill. Um, and basically, that whole lunch, Carrie Mulligan has been just feeding her drinks, and she is Absolutely plastered by the end of this lunch, yes, and leaves her at the table on her own, and you see her give a hotel key room to a man that was actually in the first scene of the film and say, take her up to room one two five she's the woman at that table over there, and your money is in Sorry. the envelope the money's in the envelope the
1: first scene of the film yeah I didn't notice
0: that. that so that guy. That's in that fi- in that scene. You know how it's Adam Brody's character and the two friends. Yeah, he's one of the friends. He's the white friend. Really? Yeah, that's
1: who she pays. Oh my god, I didn't realize it's the same that. guy. Oh.
0: But that's why they, um, why the pan, they actually focus on his face yeah. so that you can recognize that she's gotten him from the beginning.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh. my god, I didn't. Yeah, realize which also
0: that. begs the question later in the film when she says he didn't touch you, that maybe yeah. she's lying. Like Mm, it really leaves it open to interpretation that because Cassie has essentially set up a scenario in which Madeline will wake up later and not know if she has been raped. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially putting her in the position that Nina was in when they
1: were in college. Mm. This is my first questioning of Cassie's character.
0: Correct. Yeah. This is the first Mm -hmm. time
1: I doubted her um, and like her intentions because throughout the first start, you're like, oh, she's a hero. Mm-hmm. She's mm. she's like on a one-woman
2: doing- crusade yes. against rape culture. <laughs> and
1: then she does this, which was really, uh, I don't know. I just it's it's me- very morally it made gross.
0: Feel yeah, very when I
1: watched sick. it. And it
0: should make you feel ick.
1: Because I was watching it being like, oh, I thought we were meant to like this woman.
2: Yeah, definitely. But
1: now she's done this. And the people watching this film, um, mainly feminists mm. and mainly people who think that, like... You shouldn't do that, Mm -hmm. obviously.
0: So I thought that this was actually a fucking brilliant choice, that the first two women, the first two people that she goes after in her revenge for her best friend are two adult women because those are the people that are going to betray you first. Mm -hmm. And what she does isn't right, and she is not a morally perfect protagonist, and she fucking shouldn't be. Like, this is a woman who is deeply traumatised, deeply flawed, and is making bad choices. Yeah. The fact that she is not sympathetic – doesn't lessen the story. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. But I think Sev's right. It's the moment you're like, we're all rooting for her. Yeah. As Tyra would say. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, she does that and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. But I think it kind of adds to you realizing, like, oh, my God, she's truly, like, broken. Yeah.
1: Mm. Now, also, like, because I didn't realize that that was the same man, like, the... I didn't that either, yeah. It was the same man. Yeah, it's the same guy. Seen. I didn't realize that. And I didn't realize... I just was assuming that Cassie was telling the truth that she didn't do anything.
0: Yeah, so, because I... Because later... Because the next day, Madeline calls her, like, 20 times, being like, who was that guy? How do you know him? Tell me what happened. Mm -hmm. And then Cassie doesn't return the call. A few days later, Madeline waits outside of her house and asks her, what happened? And Cassie says to her, nothing happened to you, he didn't touch you, he just took you to the room, put you in bed and made sure that you were okay. But the problem with that is that we know that, that guy is a creep because it's the yes. same man from scene one. So it adds doubt to what she's saying. Yeah. So we actually don't know if Madeline was raped or not.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I think that this is another, like a difference that you can kind of see in like, um, because it's quite a bit later on when Madeline comes to her house and yeah. says like, yeah. why don't you call me back? And this is kind of while she's like, this you know, a- she's, a, she's like gotten into the relationship with Bo yeah. yeah. which I think, and she is kind of thinking like, oh, maybe I'm coming back to life kind of thing. Yeah. And then, um, so she was happy to do that, that at the time. But then when Madeline comes to the house and like, c- you know, um, confronts, confronts her. her, she says, oh, I should have called you back. That wasn't nice. Yeah. Which I think is like interesting that like she was like maybe getting to a different point and being like, oh, like that was taking it too far. Yeah. yeah,
0: because in the next immediate scene, the person that she goes after is the dean of the medical school. Played by Connie
2: Britton. Connie, Connie Britton,
0: Britton, a queen, a fantastic uh, actress. I know. It was very exciting so to see her.
1: This one was she kidnaps uh, in italics, yeah, her Connie Britton's daughter,
0: yeah, and mm. Her teenage daughter, me,
1: and she goes to see Connie Britton under the false pretense that she wants to re-enroll in medical school. Under
0: a different name as well. Yes, yeah. under a different
1: name. That's what I noticed. Yeah. Mm. Um, And then, which actually, sorry, she uses that name as a lot, Daisy. I don't, is that meant to mean something?
0: I thought she only used it that one time. Where else did she I use it? I like didn't she think used it. I think you're story. just remembering that Carrie Mulligan played Daisy in Great Gatsby, huh?
1: Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she goes to the dean's office, and then they have uh, – Another. A very tense conversation. A Mm -hmm. very tense conversation where she tells the dean that she dropped her daughter off at a frat, the same room that Nina was raped in. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. After the dean has denied remembering what happened to Nina and has also said that we get accusations like that once or twice a week. That was insane. Yeah. I was like. And every time we have to take, we have to give
2: these boys the benefit of the doubt. Because, and that like kind of ties into the title of like when judges or whoever say like, he's a promising young man. We don't ruin a young man's reputation. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, So that was, and then yeah, tells her that um, she tries to call her daughter. Mm. Honey Britton tries to call her daughter. Karen Mulligan reveals that she has her daughter's phone. Um, And then they have the conversation. Yeah. And, She basically twists back the words that Connie Britton has just said to her, to her face, and says, oh, well, if they are such, you must have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. mm -hmm. Like, they are promising young men, whatever, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And then she reveals that her daughter is actually safe at a diner. Yeah. Again, that was the second time I doubted her intentions because you don't actually know that she's at the diner at the time. Yeah, you never see yeah. her. Never you just like
2: it leaves with um Cassie like locking the doors of her car and driving away with yeah. Her, yeah. her daughter taking her phone away yeah um yeah it, definitely and at first you're like confronted by like what she's done to Madeline but then you think you think like oh my god this is just like an innocent young this girl is cup, this, this is a trial. child yeah actually done, done nothing nothing like she yeah. wasn't even complicit on this like yeah. crime that you're taking yeah. vengeance on
0: yeah and the because what she wants the dean to say is that you were right and we should have done more yeah, yeah. and this is sort of the part where you start wondering where Nina is yeah because like, we mm-hmm. haven't seen her the whole time, yeah. and yes. Carrie Mulligan says to her, it's like, look at how easy that was. It's like, I guess you just had to think about, about it in a different way. It's always different when it's someone that you someone love. You care about. Yeah. yeah. It's always different when it's someone that you love. And, you know, th- where you're, and then you have that moment again where you're like, fuck, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also, because you have this knowledge that, like, this happens at this university all the time, My and God. this dean does nothing mm-hmm. all the time, there's a part of you that's like, suck it. Like, yeah. there is a part of you that enjoys it as an audience yeah, member. Yeah, definitely. That's, like, satisfying. Yeah. I think it's
2: really cool that they made the Dean a woman in this yeah. situation yeah. as well. Like, if it was a man, I think you'd be – you wouldn't see her perspective at all. No. <laughs> kind of thing. You'd just be, like, another fucking man. Like, yeah. and <laughs> not also, believing yeah. women. But that's the thing is that, like, people that don't believe women
0: are also women.
2: Exactly. Yeah. But, and they kind of show, like, a similar reaction from both Madeline and the Dean by both – and, like, if this is contrasted by the reaction of men who yeah. um, Cassie talks about, um, you know, Nina being raped with. And the women are kind of like, oh, we don't want to talk about it, we don't want to think about it, like, yeah. We, yeah. Don't, we don't, like, glass over it and, like, we don't want to think about it because we can't process it kind of thing. And there's but also- the men are, like, angry that she's, like, had the audacity to bring it up. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. And I think there's also an element when you're talking with women where – a superiority comes in of like, well, that wouldn't happen mm. to me yes. because I made a choice. Mm. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of conversation about choices, choices. and women's yes. choices throughout this film and that women get raped because they make decisions that don't benefit them. Yeah, And mm. that like the choices that are made by men are completely ignored. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like if not even like they're just, if anything, completely obfuscated.
1: Mm. Yeah. And also even just like the general culture around like rape is also com-
0: yeah. Really and, yeah, yeah, and the uh-huh. fact that Alison Brie says at that lunch she's like, "It was you know how it was back then. It was blackout after blackout. Yeah, like we were drunk constantly. Yeah, how can you hold any of us accountable for what we did? Yeah, which is mm. an insane it's an
1: sentiment insane thing to say.
0: Yeah, definitely, and um,
2: especially. Oh no, sorry, I don't want to skip forward. Um, another thing I noticed at this time, ta- at this point in the movie, that I was like, none of them are saying rape.
3: Yep. No yeah. one has said they the don't word say rape.
2: They do- I don't think they even say assault. They, they don't say it the entire movie. Exactly, which I was like, got to this point, I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And yeah, I thought like as the movie yeah. went on, I was like, oh, wow. It's literally
0: actually- just what happened to her, yeah. what happened to Nina, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think with Act 2,
2: read a bit more realistic to me mm. than yes. Act 1 and as we'll get to Act 3 as well. Um, and I think, yeah, it felt a bit, a little bit more grounded maybe and Mm. I don't know how much of that was like because we're seeing it through Cassie's eyes I suppose Mm. so like it'd be interesting to think like maybe when she's on her like revenge war path everything Mm. is like so bright and intense and like
0: like a fever dream but then she's kind of like come or come back to life a little bit like during the middle well i think that also something that's important is that after she goes to the dean's office and she's sitting in her car in the middle of the road oh yeah and that guy starts screaming at her Mm -hmm. and she pulls out a crowbar and trashes his car and he drives off Cassie's not happy about what she just did. Yeah. Because she knows she just lost control. Yeah. And uh you can see her panicking, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. That night she – and then when she drives home, Bo Burnham's there because they were supposed to go on a date, which she has completely completely Mm -hmm. forgotten about. And then she goes out again that night and tries to, you know – Pick up. Like, get another man to fucking, you know, be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Um, When she's out, Bo Burnham finds her um, while she's on her revenge mission. Um, and obviously dumps her on the spot um, because you fucking would. Yeah. And the next scene that we go to is her visiting the office of Al Monroe's attorney, Mm. which is a really fucking interesting scene. Very interesting. I really enjoyed it. Because it also sets up the finale so well. Yeah, for sure. Which you're not expecting at all. No.
1: Mm.
0: So basically she goes to him – and is like, do you remember what happened to my friend? Um,
1: and you will, like, based on what has happened in the previous scene, you think he'll say no. No. Yeah, no, exactly.
0: exactly. You're fully expecting him to ignore her. And he is like, your friend was Nina. Forgive me if I don't remember her full name, but I know that she was Nina. Mm. And I'm sorry for what happened. Mm. And we know that this lawyer has been on sabbatical and he reveals that he basically had an epiphany which was then classed as a psychotic break, that he realized that his entire life's work was extremely unethical because he largely represents men who've been accused of rape. And he yeah. would get a bonus um, whenever people settled out of court, a bonus if charges were dropped, yeah. and that there are people whose jobs within that law firm are to comb through women's social medias to make a jury hostile. Yeah. And before social media, they're garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that basically he's been doing this for an incredibly long time and he can't sleep and he knows that what he has done is wrong and he feels horrific and begs Cassie for forgiveness. which yeah. she actually – readily gives him. Yeah, because it seems like she is
2: also, like we are as an audience, shocked that someone who like we're both we watch two women who you'd think should be in a more understanding position. Yeah. yeah. Then you see a corporate lawyer yeah. say like, I'm so sorry and like, like I realize yeah. what I please forgive me. Yeah, definitely. And I loved in this scene as well, it like starts with she, she opens the door and he says, "Like, are you are you a client? I'm not practicing at the moment." And she said, "No, it's your day of reckoning." And yeah. I'm, like, here and he for says, it. "I've
1: been, ex- I've been Yeah,
2: him. and then yeah. like later on in the movie, I don't know if this is just my Catholic upbringing noticing Ooh. it, but then he like b- like falls like onto Cassie's lap, and yeah. she does like Jesus like she does one hand onto his shoulder. Yeah. In like a
0: yeah. I forgive you. It's an extreme it's a very religious image. Yeah. It is. And also on the set dressing, and I only noticed this the second time that I watched it, the plants behind him that are framing the shot are dead. Ooh Yeah. Hmm. Which like really just like adds layers Which is of such like
1: a, um, yeah, it's such a, little,
0: a good choice. Yeah. And um, also actually this goes back to earlier in the film um the scene where she's doing her makeup and it's, um, like, blowjob lips tutorial. Oh that's the director. <laughs> oh, wow. Emerald Fennel filmed that. And she was, like, eight months pregnant when they made this movie.
2: Oh, that's like, so crazy. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. So that's Emerald Fennel in that shot um, of the YouTube tutorial, which I thought was really funny. That is she, really funny. Uh, but, yeah, so basically she goes to that lawyer. Um, and at that point, Cassie starts to doubt what she's doing. Yeah. Because she had, like, hired a man to go in and beat him up. And then it's like, no, don't
1: do that. Mm. Like, we're not no, doing I'm that. Giving, I'm forgiving you now.
0: I'm forgiving him. Yeah. And then she goes to Nina's house to talk yes. to Nina's mother. And once again, we don't see Nina. Mm. And this is the point where she really turns around in the film. Yeah. Because Nina's mother basically begs her to move on. Yeah. Because we know canonically within the film that it's been seven years mm-hmm. since Nina was assaulted. Yeah. And Cassie is still heartbroken. They've been friends since they were children. They went to med school together. And... And this is, I think, the point in the movie where you start to realize that Nina is dead. Yes, like you're basically like Nina definitely killed herself. Oh, like yeah. this is
1: over. Which I think I will talk about it later, but I want to bring come talk back about how Nina has no voice at all. In yes, yeah, well. mm. um, but cut that bit out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a really yeah. fucked episode for you to edit. Right. I'm so sorry.
2: Um, the mum was played by Molly Shannon, a which queen, very Another, cool as well, yeah,
0: very cool. Choice. um
2: but i would think that we and then yeah you get to the point where you're like nina must be dead but i think it's really interesting that her mom says it's not good for you and it's not good for nina
0: yeah so like, oh yeah it makes you she, wonder maybe she's like, not dead yeah where is she then yeah which like in the context of like now no, like when you find out obviously because they have to tell you yeah um it's very much a like it's not good for her spirit yeah, yeah. like exactly. because she's not and which also makes the ending so much better of, like, Nina's spirit has not been allowed to rest. Mm, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Cassie will not give up. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then we get to the Bob Burnham section. Yeah. Where she basically just, like, decides to, like, maybe I need to be a better person.
3: Mm, so, like, yes. we'll be the
0: bigger person and move on. Yeah. And create a life for myself. Because mm. she effectively put her life on hold completely after Nina was assaulted. She yeah. leaves med school, mm-hmm. she quits everything, she works at this, like, dead-end job, yeah. like, lives with her parents, she's 30, and she has no friends. She, yeah, she like, says
2: that. Yeah. And then... She's never, like, brought a boyfriend home, which makes you think she's never really had, like, been in a serious relationship either. No. Yeah. And,
0: and then... In relationship. And then Bobana comes in and changes it all. And I think we can probably, like, breeze through this. Because it's so, also yeah. really quick in the movie. Yeah, it is. Um,
1: fucking hilarious moment in the film also where Nina wakes up, on her 30th birthday.
0: Oh my god! And there
1: is a huge
3: oh, suitcase, suitcase
1: wrapped up. It's a present. It's There's a There's a, a present on the table. And she goes, What's this for? And then Jennifer Coolidge again goes, It's your birthday.
0: What kind of person? My husband kind of for birthday! <laughs> <laughs> and like her dad's just like, Eh, relax, like. Yeah, relax <laughs> I actually really liked the father in this yeah. film Which yeah. I was surprised He's just, like,
1: by He was like the only male character I think you were meant to like
0: Yeah, he was surprisingly <laughs> sympathetic
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: I agree And there was the hilarious scene when Bob Burnham is having dinner With um, oh my God. Cassie and her parents um, oh my yeah,
0: god! Your parents must be quick. very proud of you. No, actually, they wanted me to be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious.
2: So, so good at kind of
0: diffusing the tension.
2: Oh my so god. Um, but yeah, it actually is breezed through quite quickly. Yeah. But I think because it like turns into a rom com, and you've learnt so much throughout the movie, you're like, this there's is no way this to yeah. yeah. This is too perfect.
0: It can't be. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so naturally, as Cassie is walking back to her house singing Stars a Blind self. <laughs> Madeline reappears. Yeah. And she's been waiting for her. Mm. Um, and that's where Cassie reveals, like, you weren't – he didn't touch you, which I still actually don't believe. Um, yep. I think that she honestly might have been raped, mm. um, just based on the kind of person that she hired. Yeah. Um, and Madeline reveals that the reason that – the other reason that she has returned is that there was a tape of Nina's assault when it happened, and because she saved all of her phones – She has the video. So she has hard evidence of what happened. Yeah. And
2: when you know this and then you think back to when the Dean Connie Britton says like there was only rumors, there was only hearsay, yeah, there's did, nothing yes. that we could do. We looked into it as much
0: as we could.
2: And then you think like and Madeline says um everyone sent it around. Yeah. Then you think like there were so many people who had, had hard evidence yes. and, could and did not do forward. anything. Yeah. yeah. And um obviously since Al Monroe hired a lawyer, then that means that Nina Press charges. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah. And still And no still events. nothing happened. Um, and Nina looks at the footage, she opens the phone and Cassie. watches it. Cassie. Mm. Oh, my God, they're <laughs> basically the same person. Um, like on a, that's actually a thing that I want to talk about later. But Cassie looks at the phone, she watches the footage, and you don't see anything, so they don't pan to the yeah. footage, you don't watch it, but you hear the audio, and everybody's laughing and yelling, and then very clearly you hear – Bo Burnham's voice, you hear Ryan
1: very clearly,
0: very clearly, like, going, don't film me, like, dude, this is fucked up, but, like, laughing and going yeah, along with it. Exactly.
2: And then in case you didn't realize, they say something. Going yeah, they go, like,
0: him. run, yeah. like, in case you, like, don't have ears. Tell, yeah. um, <laughs> in case you were dumb. Yeah. Um, and immediately the film switches back. It's yes. like the rom-com is over. Yeah. We are back to, the, to plot one. We are mm-hmm. back to a plot. Yeah. And Nina runs to the pediatric hospital, shows Ryan the footage, and is like, I'm gonna send this to your entire contact list, everyone that you work with. You will lose your job unless you tell me where Alman Rose bachelor party is happening. Yes. yes.
2: And um just before we move further, I think that it's really you see how sinister of a person Ryan is. Like yes. at first, and you think like, oh my God, he is like almost scarier than like some of the other yes. like, nice guys we've seen before yeah. because even at first when she first tells him what she knows he's just like what what yeah or, like shows in the video and he's like oh this is Al's party oh look there's al haha
0: yeah he keeps lying it's- yeah
2: he keeps 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 lying and then he's like oh i'm in it
0: yeah he's like Fuck. i don't want to see that and she was yeah. like you were fine you were happy to watch
2: it at the time exactly yes yeah. Um, so you are like, holy, like yeah. we've seen what mm. kind of person he is now.
1: It is a good way. It, you, cause that's a, probably like the 60 minute mark, I would say. Yeah. That's yeah. really the turning point. And this is where the film really comes up in tempo. Yeah. It kicks um, in. It yeah. really kicks in because the first 60 minutes is very slow and everything takes its time to establish the next 30 mm. minutes or 40 minutes there Yeah. Is. Which I thought was a really good move to make. I really
0: liked yeah. the pacing. Yeah. I liked it too. A lot of
1: people didn't like it. And I think they're I wrong. Think
2: <laughs> I think so The too, purpose
1: yeah. of the pacing was there. Yeah. And that's why it was so quick at the end, but so, like, it crescendoed.
2: It crescendoed yeah. perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And you can see, like, the way between, like, the... Three acts being so defined. Yes. you feel like, oh, she's like getting better, maybe she's gonna be okay, and yeah. they're like, whoosh, and it flips back. Yeah,
0: and it's like actually you'll never be
1: okay.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly, you'll never be and okay. And even
1: all of the three acts are representative of different parties in within like the a rape. Yeah, place. people so, who'd like, be like complicit women, or, mm-hmm. Uh lawmakers, mm-hmm. institutions. Yeah. And then finally yeah, you get to act four. Which is which the perpetrator. Is the perpetrator.
2: Mm, exactly. Um oh sorry. Were you going to move on or keep on with Bo Burnham? I was just going to keep on with the plot. Oh, okay. Um, I just wanted to say quickly. I think that it's cool when you realize that Bo Burnham is that like more. I might even say realistic type of like quote unquote nice guy. Yeah. Like the ones at the start, they're like the sleazy guy at sleazy bars that you're kind of like. Unfortunately, like you know they're there, and yeah, and you can you are kind of expecting that to happen when you're there, which sucks. But yeah. um but then this is like the kind of like more complex kind of, like, nice guy who acts nice the whole way through and then, like, just turns on you immediately. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, when he, she shows him the footage and said, I will send it out, out to everyone.
0: He immediately and, turns on exactly. her. Exactly. Yes. And he
2: says, oh, cool, now we'll both be failed doctors. Yeah. Like, something so mean and so And what I think off. is yeah. interesting
0: about that is that he tries to keep her at first. Because yes. he goes, Cassie, I love you, I love you. And then he, when he realizes that she'll never forgive him, mm-hmm. he immediately is, like, Fuck you! Yeah, exactly. and it like, just yeah. goes for the jugular. Mm. Yeah. Um, I oh my god, the bachelor party's so fucked. Yes. Ugh. So she arrives as a um under the guise that she's been hired as a stripper. She a is stripper dressed, named Candy. A stripper named Candy. She's dressed as a nurse, and she basically um gives a shot of vodka to everybody in the bachelor party. And, and so
2: when she drives in, she takes her number plates off her car yep. and throws it into the woods.
0: She does. Like, she knows she's not going to come back. Yeah. Mm. And she tells Al Monroe, who is the groom and the perpetrator, like, I need you to come upstairs with me. I don't get paid if you don't come upstairs with me. And so he's like, oh, okay. Because
1: so, he's such a nice guy. Because
0: he's such a nice guy. He just, guy. Wants, her to get paid. He just he- wants her to be paid. And she cuffs him to the bed, and he asks her, what's your name? And she gives a stripper name. He's like, no, 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 your real name, because he's trying to be fucking mm. nice or some bullshit. She says, Nina Fisher, the name of her best friend, and he immediately panics. He's like, that's really dark. Your name can't be Nina Fisher. Nina Fisher is dead, um, which is the first time in the movie we have it confirmed that Nina he's is dead. dead, dead yeah. Like, Nina has been gone. And this is gone. in the
1: last 15 minutes. And
0: from the mouth of her rapist. Yeah. Mouth. Yes. And Carrie Mulligan gives probably one of the greatest monologues I've seen. It was incredible.
2: Yeah. This fucking monologue. Because it
0: was like ultimately just like the thesis statement of the film. Yeah. Yes. Done. It distilled. was still. Everything like coming
2: together. Like it was incredible. I loved um when like the and it kind of, like, plays into the importance of names yeah. in the movie, which I didn't, yeah. like, really pick up on until she said it. Yeah. Actually, honestly, until later on, after, yeah. <laughs> after, like, thinking over the movie. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And she says, um, when is the last time that someone said Nina's name other than me? And she, Nina didn't belong to herself anymore. Um, your name, like, became her. her. signifier. Yeah. Like, yes. no one, when she walked by, people wouldn't say her name. They would say your name. Yeah.
1: Your like an Almond yeah, accuser yeah. and not your Nina Fisher
2: yeah, or, or like yeah. that's that girl who like um, hooked up with Almonroe and was like embarrassed about it or like yeah, yeah anything yes. like that because
0: there is like it comes to that thesis statement of like in an assault you lose your identity the person that you were is gone yes. and yes. what gets left behind is the perpetrator they're with yeah. you forever and they get to move on yeah. and yeah. do whatever uh-huh. they want and suffer no consequences And obviously, at this point in the movie, Al starts freaking out because Cassie says, I think that it's her name that should be all over you. And she's got a scalpel and she's going to carve Nina's name into his body.
1: Before this happens, though, Al Monroe says something that keeps getting said throughout the film. Mm. And he says, we were just kids.
0: Yeah. Yes. We were just kids. Yeah, because she asks him, like, tell me what you did. And he says, I did nothing wrong. We were just kids.
1: And I think that is really fucking funny because they were all in medical school. Yeah. yeah they're all 23. They're all at least 23 then.
2: Yeah. They'd finished school. They'd finished their undergrads. Like yeah. They were doing their, their master's students or yeah. like post-grad students.
1: So. You can't say that, that you're yeah. a child at 23.
0: No, 23. not at all. Yeah. But also just like the fact that he won't even admit it. Yes. He's handcuffed. To a bed frame, and he still won't admit what he did, yes. even though, like, there is literal evidence of it, and someone has taken their life yeah. over his actions. Mm. He still won't, won't come forward. Yeah. And so, naturally, Nina goes to punish him. He panics. He gets out of one of his cuffs and suffocates her to death. And that is the last time that we see her, and she dies on screen. We – I was like, wait. Wait, is this happening? Yeah, like, yeah. I, that's how kind of, and it's a
2: terrifying scene.
0: Yeah, it's really drawn out. Tra- Even oh
1: the, my, it, it, takes it, so it takes so long, so it takes, long, and, and you, you can, can still see her body moving. That's what I yeah, was
2: yeah, um, and you can see in his disgusting face, like the mm. w- when it flips. Like at first, he's just trying to get her off because yeah. she's trying to hurt him. Yeah, and at first, he's just trying to yeah, he's trying to get her off, but then he like is on top of her and you can see that he when he turns into anger like he's yeah. not just acting in self-defense he's like furious with yeah her. Yes. so so angry and the like strength with which he's like holding her down yeah
0: because he's forcing his knee into her face yeah with a pillow
2: yeah. mm. um it was terrifying and i really appreciate even though it was like very hard to watch. I love when movies or T V shows like draw out scenes like that. Yeah. Because yes. you're like it's not it's not quick. Yeah. It's it yeah. is unflinching.
0: Quick. Yeah. And it also like it
1: just And also there are points where you can still not do it.
0: Yeah, so yeah. So you can see where he, keeps, where he could
1: stop. Yeah. yeah, he
0: keeps
2: going, and he just keeps going, stop moving, stop fucking moving.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you know, when she stops moving, she fucking dies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, then you've murdered someone, and then it immediately cuts to the next morning. Um and
2: first he crawls off her, yeah. and, like, he's still got one handcuff attached to the bed. Yeah. He, like, cowers on the bed, and, like,
0: he crying is crying. Sad. Yeah, so we hard cut... Schmidt from New Girl shows up. <laughs> so fucking random. So funny. No, it was such good casting. I it was good casting. Yeah. As well. It was really funny, and he's just like, he's like, "Damn, you hooked up with the nurse. We won't tell your fiance." And he's like, "No, dude, she's fucking dead." He's like, "You being ironic?" And then He's like, "Ha, you killed the stripper. Uh, What's funny?" Oh yeah, goodness. like fully, like this isn't the nineties. What the fuck are you talking about? And then he yeah. goes to move her, takes the pill off of her face, and realizes she's fucking dead. And. Al's like, oh my god, I'm gonna go to jail, fuck, like what's my like my girlfriend's gonna be so disappointed, blah 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 Which also weird thing to say. Um yeah. and he's like this is fine, this wasn't your fault. And he says that over He and says it over, over and over again, and over this over again. wasn't your fault, this wasn't your fault. Again,
1: perfect scripting.
2: Yes. Yes. Perfect oh. scripting. Al is like crying, his best friend is
0: hugging him. Yeah.
2: And just yeah, saying, It wasn't your fault, it wasn't your
0: fault. Yeah. And he's like, It's gonna be like it never happened. We just gotta get rid of the body and then everything will be fine. Um, Nina's parents file a missing persons report. I'm running through this quite quickly because it happens quite quickly. Yeah. Right? Um, the parents file a missing persons report. The detective goes to talk to Ryan, Bo Burnham's character, and he's like, we broke up, I don't know where she went, even though he knows exactly where she was, and he yes. could have absolutely implicated... Al and could have helped the police find her body, yeah. and he's just basically, like, washing his hands of it. Ryan says, like, oh, she mentioned going on a work
2: trip. Yeah. And yes. also says, like, oh, she was quite mentally unhealthy. And the de- Yeah, she was says, unstable. Like, yeah, maybe she hurt herself, and he was like, yeah, I wouldn't. Probably.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised. He basically yeah. just, like, completely is like, fuck it, I had nothing to do with this. Again, yeah. but it highlights,
1: like, the... Secrecy and protection other men give men.
0: Yeah,
2: which exactly. Which like I without is, a second thought. Yeah, yeah. without yeah. a second thought. Like also for himself, like he doesn't I speak
1: assume. to Al Monroe consistently, mm. and they aren't no, even close friends. No, yeah, there's no relationship.
2: Also, something I think is interesting when um, Ryan catches. Um, cassie like taking her home that sleazy guy from the club and yeah. he is there and he says i'm here to meet friends yeah. i was like i wonder if he's meeting those people even yeah. though he says to her oh we're not that close like maybe he's lying yeah. from the beginning and is best friends with them he yeah and the he's wedding. meeting yeah, yeah he nice. is at the wedding
0: mm-hmm. and like he's meeting like other students from like the other people they went to med school yeah. with it's yeah intense, who but, yeah.
2: knows we don't know
0: yeah but basically that scene happens we yeah. cut to the wedding which is three days after the um the bachelor party. And, you know, it's a stupid California wedding. It's very funny. It's um, so hippie The ridiculous. hippie bongos. It's ridiculous. They're at the reception and Ryan is there sort of looking around being, you know, brooding or whatever. And his phone goes off because he's gotten a scheduled text message from Cassie with the message being, you thought that was the end, which is clearly for the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the police cars come around and we cut back to the lawyer's office and she has sent the phone with the footage to him to take to the police and tells them her last location Mm -hmm. and says investigate this man and al is arrested for cassie's murder at the wedding they find her remains and the necklace that she's been wearing the whole movie that has nina's name on it which is a broken heart Heart Half a broken heart which makes me cry and she says you thought that that was over now it's over like um, and love from Cassie love from and Nina. Cassie and Nina, because and a lot of people had problems with the ending of this movie.
3: Mm, people were lie. people
0: were really mad that she died. They found it very hopeless. Like you know, like there's this idea of like nothing can happen for you after assault. But this is a revenge fantasy film, yeah. And I think that within the context of the narrative, there's nowhere else for that story to go because realistically, yeah. the only motivation that Carrie Mulligan has is to avenge her best friend she's the only person she has ever loved and ever cared about yes. and the only thing that she cares about is getting justice for her and if that means sacrificing her own life then that is enough for her yes. and that is yes. fully within the like realistic bounds of the character that emerald Fennel has created yeah yes, definitely
1: I agree with that I also think Sophie you said this when we were leaving the film um, that murder is a lot easier to do press charges on. Exactly. Because it's
2: not just a... Like, they kept also saying through the movie, it's a he said, she said. Yeah. But if someone is missing and dead and you find their remains,
0: it's obviously not a he said, said. It's (laughs) not a he said, she said. It's very clear what happened. Yeah.
2: And they would much quicker jump to arresting someone for murder than for for rape or sexual assault. Um, And... Oh my god! The moment when, because like we said, they show the slash marks of her plans on revenge on people. Yeah, and you just think, oh my god, he's murdered her. Like, and yeah. then life goes on for these two yes. assaulters, yeah, murderers. Um, but then it like flashes up the like five, yeah. on the screen the
3: five tally marks. I was
0: like, <laughs> 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 that, that like she, she knew it all along. She knew At that, that she could die. Mm. So this was obviously like. Yes. If something goes wrong, I can still fucking get him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like also the fact that at the end of the film, effectively she is reunited with her best friend. Yeah. Yes. And Nina's spirit now gets to rest. Yeah. Because justice has finally been served. Yeah, definitely. And I think that within the narrative of the film, it's perfect. There's yeah. nowhere else for that story to go. That's, I like, so satisfying. Yes. Also, oh, sorry,
1: Sam. No, sorry, it's just like, it's a film, not real life. Yeah, yeah In exactly. In real life, things can move on. It do it be a movie. happens, but <laughs> yeah. it's a movie, and there is an end point for L movies.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and also, like, to me, as I thought about it more, you see, like, she was dead from the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Like, from the beginning of the movie, she, like, Everything that was her inside is gone, has died with Nina.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, and you see, like, she – and she sees herself, like, I've got nothing to live for, really. Yeah, and she
0: says to – Except for her quest. Yeah, and, like, she says to Laverne Cox in the film, who's playing her boss – We haven't even uh, talked about Laverne Cox. So great. Um, She says to her, it's like, if I wanted – a job that my mother could be proud of, a husband and children, and, you know, a backyard of the whole nine yards. I could do it. I could do it in ten minutes. I don't want it. Mm, Because there is no value in that to her without the person that she has really spent her life with. Mm.
1: Mm. Laverne Cox's character, Gail, is the one character that I have annoyance with.
0: Yes. Because
1: it's the only character of colour throughout this whole film.
0: Other than, like, the other guy who who tries to assault Gary Mulligan. There's...
1: Only two people of color, and she Gail, throughout the whole, um, throughout the whole film is like the magic black character. Yeah, yes.
0: she's got a bit of that going on. Slash the supportive best friend. Yes, <laughs> I think she's playing more the supportive best friend than the magical black friend because I don't think that I don't think that any of. Cassie's major decisions are actually guided by Laverne Cox's character. Yeah. To the point where I think that the character is almost superfluous. Yeah. Like, yeah, she just comes in to do the, like, oh,
2: are you guys dating? Yeah. Oh, you kids have fun? She's oh, th- very everything. much there for comic relief. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, still welcome, I will say. I, I like love Laverne Cox. I was yeah. very excited to see her. She's a very babe. sad that she didn't have a bigger role. But yeah. I do kind of understand. But like Fran said, like, why. Was the character necessary then?
1: Yeah.
0: Because, mm, yeah. like, I don't... I think they just needed somebody to give that fucking necklace to at the end of the movie. Yeah,
2: exactly. It was a bit, like, tokenistic putting okay, her in, Okay, but
1: maybe, maybe... Maybe. Laverne Cox will get a sequel called Promising Well, Wemex. Yeah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, someone to give the necklace to at the end. Yeah. Um, the necklaces as well. Um, another, like thing with names like she's yeah. like wearing Nina's name around her neck and like yes. she says am I the only one who says her name anymore and even being the half of a heart like yeah. it's like she's not whole anymore now Nina's gone
0: yeah yeah. oh god it was such a good movie it was it, a it was really good movie So good. I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna fucking fight anybody who thought that the tonal shifts were bad because my somebody thought that the tonal shifts were too much and they were too dramatic and they didn't work I would argue that that is what recovery looks yes. like yeah. Like, I think it is more realistic to have that insane of a tonal shift in that film than it would be for it to be consistent the whole way through.
2: Yeah. And I think that it was like also playing like putting a new spin on a on a genre that we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, make it's like with Jennifer's Body, how you're like, oh, this is a horror movie, but I wanna laugh at it. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: As well. It's yeah. doing something interesting with the genre and doing something that you're not really expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: definitely.
1: I also wanted to come back to a point where we had discussed this off pod or whatever on pod. Mm -hmm. Um, Nina had no voice throughout the whole film. Yeah. Which I wasn't sure if I liked or disliked. Because I understand that the point of her, like, Carrie is the main character and all the film is based around her motivations, but you Mm. don't see anything of Nina. You see her as a child. Mm, You don't see Nina as an adult. It's weird that you don't see her as an adult. You don't see any flashbacks of Nina or Mm. she has no spoken part in the film. There are no like. There's nothing you get to know about Nina except what's revealed by Karen Mulligan's character and yeah. what is revealed by the film, mm. which I I don't love because it feels like you kind of just are on Karen Mulligan's journey.
0: Yeah. Well, I think without that the-
1: a full knowledge of the intentions of her journey,
0: I think that that's part. I think that's part and parcel of the way that this story is structured, though. You, Nina cannot be a part of this story because Nina is gone. Yes. Nina is gone because of what has happened to her and her voice was taken from her. So she doesn't get to have one in the story. Carrie, Carrie Mulligan, Cassie has to be her voice because that's all that she has left in that world. Okay. Because there's an, I think that's a valid like gripe to have to be like, I want to see this woman. Yeah. But the point is that nobody can see this woman. Nobody remembers her yeah that's yeah. what i
2: was gonna say that you could read it as like that's and that she cassie kind of says like in her incredible monologue like she wasn't even her anymore she was so self-assured as a child yeah like growing up she always knew who she was and she was like wonderful and confident and full brave from full of one. life and everything but then like after this assault it was like she couldn't she wasn't like that anymore she wasn't herself and she wasn't
0: yeah, I think I yeah. agree with Fran. When Everything think, was like, gone. It's there was, another yeah. thing you
2: could read yeah. as, like, she didn't have a voice anymore. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. I think that also, like, when you are – when you come at this film from the perspective of somebody who's been a victim of sexual assault, you do have that moment of, like, yeah, the person that I was before that event is completely gone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is no trace of that woman left behind. So – and then to have that be very literal in that Cassie – sorry, Nina is literally dead. Yeah. Like – of course there's nothing. There's no voice that we can give her. There's nothing left of her. Yeah. Like, he took that from her. So we as an audience don't get to enjoy her. All that we have is the memory that Cassie is clinging on to so desperately.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, it, it fucking hurts. Like, I cried watching this film the first time, and I was okay this time. Um, but, like, I thought it was really powerful and really well done. I don't honestly have a lot of criticisms of it. I really liked it. I don't
2: either. The one thing that I um, I read this in an article, I'll try to remember to link it, um, was that someone's criticism, which I do understand, was the ending that is meant to be extremely satisfying and meant to be like tied in a loose bow is that um, Al Monroe is like taken away from the police, which is a bit like of a, Maybe like a white feminismy yeah. thing to think that like yes. the police will be on our side and everything will be good and they'll do their job properly. And, yeah. Or, yeah, or even like that going to jail is like a satisfying ending for him. Yeah. That is, and I read that and I understood it and I agree
0: with it. And it wasn't even a critique that I thought of myself, you know but I definitely understand it. Yeah, I think that's a valid criticism to have. I think mm. within the realm of the film, that's it also just feels a criticism good. that's yeah.
1: come up a lot with Emerald Fennel because when season two of killing eve was finished mm. they actually posted a picture of all the writers in the writing room mm. and there was all just white people oh. wild um and a lot of backlash came from that instagram photo and mm. the killing Eve instagram actually had to take it down <laughs> because there was so much backlash that
2: is wild it's but still true, even if you take yes. the photo down. Well,
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I can see where you're coming from, and I do agree with that. And I didn't actually think of that until you just told me. I didn't think
0: of it either. Yeah. yeah. It's a valid point to bring up, though, yeah. of being like, is police intervention really, like, going to be the satisfying ending here? Yeah. And I think it's um, – In the real world. But, again, yeah. we're watching movie. Yeah. I think it's just, like, a very good, um, like – Gotcha ending because exactly. like yeah, you yeah. do think like fuck we've lost yeah, is how exactly. you feel at the end of the movie yeah you mm-hmm.
1: feel yeah and then you walk out like smiling because you're like actually yeah we fucking got yeah <laughs> actually
2: yeah, fuck that that's guy so true yeah I enjoyed even though it was a I missed Cassie's like presence at the end like yeah we're like, oh it's sad that we're yes. not seeing it through her eyes anymore yeah but then, like it's but it re, it is part of the story that you think like for these like. Um, you know, for this rapist murderer and his best friend, who was like covered up a murder as well. Yeah, life goes on. They have fun. They go to a wedding. They're still yeah. like laughing and like they nothing loses yeah. them at all.
1: When yeah. I first read the the this is, you thought that it was over text. I actually thought that Cassie was going to send out that video fully
2: yeah, yeah. I, that's what
1: i was expecting
2: i thought when she was like after she was killed mm. i was like why would she not say to him if i don't make it out of here i've scheduled that like video to be texted to everyone yeah because i was like why would you not do that
0: yeah it was, <laughs> i know right mm. it's like it's been given to the police and it also like because when giving it to the police obviously he now like he probably still won't be arrested for nina's rape but it does prove motive Yes. Yeah, exactly. done, yeah. and it's like it's so like he does like she doesn't have to tell him because by the video existing at all, it automatically gives him a motive to get rid of her. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so good, so was, good. Yeah, it, it was, 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 was a great. So
2: film. good. Thank you so much, Natasha.
0: Yeah, you're a queen. Thank you for forcing us all to watch this movie.
2: And it's a movie that I'm so happy that I've got to have like.
0: An hour and
2: ten minutes of, oh, a, of breaking it down afterwards, because mm-hmm. I love, like, talking through everything that I noted or exactly. thought. Or it was yeah. noted, so
1: I hard guess. not to talk about after we left the It was
2: so summer. hard. I was so close to saying, maybe
1: we should just watch it individually.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, When we were walking out with – but also I was so, still processing, I think. Yeah. I was like, at least I can – yeah. <laughs> I'm still a bit in flux. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was
0: wild. Um mm.
2: uh, Final thoughts. Oh my god, I loved it. I am honestly not. I don't know if it's a movie I'd watch again mm. because I don't. I don't know. It was still like very emotionally taxing yeah. to watch. Maybe I'd watch it again if someone else who wanted to watch it and I'd be like, yes, I will watch it if you're watching it. Yeah. Yes. But um, I loved it, and it's the best movie I have seen in Sorry. years. I think. Yeah, I will say years.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the first ones I have seen in years in the cinema actually.
3: Oh. Um.
1: I would definitely watch it again. I would definitely watch it on Netflix or whatever streaming service it's it comes awesome. out on. Mm. Um, a I lot would definitely are watch fun. it with my children when I eventually Ooh, think of, like, that. Wow. get mm. to that age. Wild statement to put it on, <laughs> on very casually. Um, but yeah, it was a really great film and I think there's a lot of really great messages and it was just really well done for a directorial debut.
3: Mm, definitely. Um,
1: yeah. And like everything about it was so well thought out and well placed, and everything from the lighting to the set design mm. and like the characters and the casting was so perfectly done. Yeah, and I'm like really glad I got to watch it. I would, if it got an Oscar, I would be really happy for it. But I don't think it was very Oscar worthy. Not Oscar worthy. In a sense. Yeah, Oscar yeah, Beatty. Yeah, not the yeah. thing they yes go for. Yeah, it is for not something they pick up. Yes, mm. however, still a fantastic film regardless of that.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, I loved it very, very much. Um, I have now seen it twice and I would actually recommend rewatching it because it actually goes a lot faster the second time that you watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, but it still sort of like gut punches you at the end. And I think that this is a really, even though it can be hard to watch as a victim, it still has a really satisfying like vengeance to it, yeah. and you still feel validated by it as a film. Um, so I think it's really worth watching. I think if you are a man or a woman, I think it's a really valuable film to watch, regardless of your gender, um, because I think that there's a lot of like impactful messages to men specifically that yes. they should fucking listen out for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's our episode.
1: Yeah. Yes. As always, thanks for listening to us. You can catch us on Instagram at funemployed.pod and on Twitter, funemployedpod. As always, we'll hear you next week.
3: Bye.
1: Bye!